Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Nothing pleases me more than the cat howling and the dog's tail wagging enthusiastically for breakfast at 6 a.m. <laughs> Isn't it pretty when flowers bloom? Until your throat closes up from all the pollen in your face. Well, it's nothing a little mac and cheese can't solve though, Heather, am I right? Sure, if phlegm is your thing, delicious. <laughs> Have such a good day. Hello everyone and welcome to Have Such a Good Day, the show that wants you to do just... Episode 94, yo. What happened yo. in 1994? I graduated high school that year. Oh wow, you know what? I graduated in 93, so I was, I was right, right <laughs> ahead of you. That was last you show. You should have talked about that last <laughs> week, Heather. I should have. Yeah. Well, if you guys are new to the show, this is the show where a couple of little ladies unpack the absurdity of everyday life for your entertainment. I mean, hopefully it's entertaining. Hopefully. And you don't yeah. have your head in your hands, like crying every time you listen to have such Maybe a good day. Maybe you simply feel empathetic towards us. <laughs> or even better, sympathetic. But, uh, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah. Episode 94. How about that? 1994 was, a, was an interesting year. I mean, it wasn't a bad year for me. I, I kind of barely remember it wasn't besides like the fact Forrest that I graduated Gump? high school. There were some good movies, I think, or like <laughs> Shawshank Redemption or like something like, like that. I don't remember. No, I, I, I just know it was, you know, it was, uh, it was the year that, that, uh, that I graduated mm -hmm. and then I went to college same year. Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of crazy year. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so here we are doing our thing as we do <laughs> and we hope you're all doing well. We do. And if you're not doing well, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe you feel better at the end of this hour. And honestly, we all have days like that. If you're having not such a good day, then you're right. you're human. And yeah. we all have days like that. So hopefully we can help perk you up. So kind of a funny thing before we get into how our weeks have been. Mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine who was actually the friend that got me my vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, not personally gave me my vaccinations but kind of was like hey pss, pss, yeah you know here's a website where you can get an appointment yeah. you know and, and so i did sent around a link to a few of us who had taken advantage of that mm -hmm. 
Uh, and it was like this, like, good news, Pfizer, which is the, that's the company that I got the vaccination from. Mm-hmm. Pfizer says, you know, like, you know, in test trials, like, everything's looking really good for immunity for six months. And we were all like, wait, what? Yeah. Six months? I was months? tripping on that, too. I didn't know that. I I literally thought I was just fine forever, at least for like, this I don't want to get another thing. shot six months later. That's already a flu shot a year is, like, too much, I think. Well, I mean, you need it. Yeah. But... But, uh, but I, I honestly, I just, I feel like I was hearing that for the first time yeah. and it's sort of like, listen, if I got to have another, another vaccine in six months, hopefully it's available and I'm happy to do it. But I just didn't real, I don't know. I, I was sort of like taken aback. All, all of us were, we were like, why is that not a thing that's being talked I about I was even more? taken aback and I didn't even get the vaccine, but I heard that on the radio. I was really surprised to hear that it only would last for six months. Like, that's not a long time. Well, especially because, you know, it's, well, some people are choosing not to get vaccinated and that's a different story. But, you know, in places like, for example, Kaiser, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the medical group that I belong to, I mean, they can't vaccinate people fast enough. They don't have enough vaccines. Yeah. They are literally telling you to go to, you know, myturn.org or whatever mm-hmm. it is in, in California, like, and try to get a legit appointment. Mm-hmm. They're turning people away because they can't, you know, they. in six months from now, it's like, it's not just magically going to be easy to get a vaccine, mm-hmm. even if you need one. It's, we're just not, we're not going to catch up quickly enough. No. So yeah, it was just, I was sort of like, huh, I'll have to have to think about this one, especially since I wasn't feeling particularly well after my last, you know, Yeah, it's like you gave yourself like a mild case of COVID, like for, for just six months of like sitting in the house and maybe not yeah. even doing anything. Well, I'm just going to be out and about mask free, everybody. <laughs> you should Watch just go it. to Florida and go party on the beach or something. Yeah, I know. Mask they had free. fun in Miami. Yeah. And, and by the way, totally kidding about that. I um, I actually prefer wearing a mask in public. Yeah, me too. I'm so used to it now that I'm like, no, nah, it's better this way for all of us, <laughs> you know. And it's also it's also for people who aren't vaccinated. Of course, I'm not just going to be like, well, I don't care about anybody else. I'm cool. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that because I know you can be a carrier, just like the flu. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. It's, yeah, uh, I agree. And it's like everything's hard. Everything's super hard. And. Uh, I I feel like, yeah, the mask thing is probably here to stay for a while. And maybe it is for the better, even for contact, contracting like the everyday, like the common cold. Sure. You, know, you don't want yeah. anyone sneezing on you, even if the, whether they're sick or not. Sure. Yeah. And that and cold and, and flu numbers are like way down yeah. over the winter. And it's right, like, why it. do you think that is? Because everybody was, you know, being overly cautious. Well, and we're like over uh, sanitizing our hands, which I'm noticing my hands are getting like really dry and i don't think it's healthy (laughs) like none of it is healthy even if you're trying to go the healthy route it's unhealthy yeah i know life is pain life (laughs) it really is have such a good day everybody okay gotta go i'm just kidding (laughs) i do do have some fun well some it's 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 encouraging news at least for me so i i may have mentioned on a previous show that i was i was gonna get contacts for my eyes and in fact, I know I did. And so I got fitted for contacts finally, also at Kaiser, because mm-hmm. I'm there all the time for all sorts of reasons. I'm not sick or anything. I just got to go there for <laughs> all sorts of things. And um, their optometry center is really nice. And I had gone in there some time ago 
just to get my eyes checked because I wear reading glasses. These are cheap readers that I pick up at the drugstore. Like, I don't even really have a real prescription. Mm -hmm. I'm just wearing stuff that allows me to read. (laughs) But I don't need glasses for a lot of things during the day. Mm -hmm. If I were to wear my readers 100% of the time, I'd be like, whoa, it's like, it's too much. (laughs) You know, because my farsighted vision is pretty good. And I've even tried to wear them while I'm driving. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wear these while I'm driving. It like throws off my peripheral, you know, so it, I, don't, I can't have them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change the fact that up close, I can't read anything. So it just it's just been this constant struggle of like, I have glasses. Where are my glasses? I need to read something. Ah, shoot, I forgot my glasses. You know, if I'm, you know, out and about and I have to read like a label or something. And it's just become this thing where I'm like, it's not the end of the world to wear glasses. In fact, it doesn't even bother me. And I think they look kind of cute. You know, I, I like glasses on other people. Yeah. And I'm fine, you know, the the look of the glasses is not the issue. It's more of just this, like, this thing I have to wear. And I would like not to wear that thing all the time. So I was like, contact lenses seem like the the route for me. And I had gone and gotten my my eye exam. And the doctor was like, yeah, it's, you're really just, you know, you don't, you don't, you're not a candidate for LASIK mm-hmm. because there's no stigmatism or, you know, there there are certain rules for, like, who is a candidate for LASIK, yeah. you know, or if you have, like, you know, cataracts or, you know, that sort of thing. Like there's certain procedures that, that can help you, but he's like, you just have tired eyes. And this is what happens with people (laughs) when they get into their forties. You know, most of the time it's like, yeah, it turns into something where things up close start being harder to read. And so you get the like holding a book way back from you type thing to be able to read or squinting. Have you turned up your font on your phone? Like, I always think it's funny when you see somebody like with this like huge like font size. I mean, I haven't done that, but I certainly do it when I have to read things yeah. on a computer, especially like when it's like show rundowns, you know, there, sure. where there's there's a bunch of text. Yeah, like I'm at 150%. But I've also, it's the phone thing is funny because I was such a, you know, I have an iPhone and I have a big one. I was such an iPhone person, you mm-hmm. know, where I'm like, ooh, you know, the moment that I can kind of just like shut off the laptop and like, do everything I need to do for the rest of the day mm-hmm. on mobile, especially, you know, being out and about and, and all that stuff like that's so great. And it got to the point where I was like, yeah, but then I need my glasses. And there were so many times at the end of the day where I maybe wanted to watch TV or whatever. I don't need glasses to do that. Yeah. And I don't want to like, ha- like, so then with my phone, I'd have to be like taking them on and off my head every five seconds. Yep. And I'm just like, Ugh, yeah, I hate my phone, yeah, you totally. know? Like f- phone only if necessary at this point. <laughs> so I, um, long story short, I went in and got fitted for the contacts and um, it was a little harder than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a weird squeamishness with like touching my eye or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can put in eye drops, no problem. It, there, you know, I, 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 I was pretty sure that it would be fine. And taking them in and out, which they do with you a few times, so you just like get the hang of it, you know, and everything, was just kind of difficult. And at one point, the the woman who was helping me, who was really nice and you know really patient and everything, was like, "Well, okay, <laughs> you, I mean, we, we're gonna need to get you to the point where every time you do this, you don't blink because you blink and then you can't do it." And I'm like, "I don't think I'm blinking," and she's like, "No, you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching you." And I'm like, <laughs> "There's like, I felt like it was like." 
like I was like in some sort of a horror movie. Yeah, like, where like I'm clockwork like, orange with your eyes. Yeah, out. like I'm trying to hold my eyelids open and I'm still somehow managing to blink and like ruin it. And then like at one point I kind of got it one of the contacts in and I was like, this doesn't feel right. And she's like, okay, let's take it out. And she's like, yeah, it was in up backwards. Yeah, they and get like, flipped. The, yeah, like like somehow, you know, and and this whole time you know because it comes out of solution right yeah. and so it's kind of slimy it's kind of slippery you know and like i keep having to you know i put it in and i'm like okay maybe i did it and then i need to put my glasses on to look at my finger <laughs> to see if it's actually on my finger or in my eye and it's like always still on my finger <laughs> so i was getting really frustrated you know and we ended up getting them in and she was like you know we did it a few times getting them out was actually not yeah, a it's not big deal to me yeah it's, it was just you just get him out and you know she's like okay so these are you know th they're basically testers mm -hmm. um you know based on the prescription that the original doctor gave me she's like this is what we're doing for you and you know you just you just let me know if we need to make some changes before you come back and like actually like get your like real supply mm -hmm. so so I uh so I drove away you know and in my car as I'm driving uh, because it's it's about a 30 minute drive mm -hmm. from there to back to my house you know life just looked mostly normal but then everything up close in my car like the dashboard and you know I've got this like digital display and there's mm -hmm. a bunch of information you know in, right in front of me and it's not as if I couldn't see any of that stuff before but it's close enough that all of a sudden it was like popping oh yeah where I'm like oh my god look at the <laughs> I feel font. like I'm on acid it was like, yeah, I, I even know. I even made a joke about that on DTNS yesterday. I was like, I felt like I was on mushrooms oh, yeah, a little bit. Totally. Like the the vividness. And then also I'm like, and the dust. My God, <laughs> there's so, so much dust in here. <laughs> yeah. It's like the the uh, it's almost it's funny, like it's a blessing and a curse, you know. It's like now, well, and now you're I see looked everything. at myself in the rear view mirror or like, you know, the mirror that's in <laughs> yeah. my, you know, my visor, and I was like, I am disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like look at my face yes it's a problem because it's like i just don't i don't do that very well i never really do that in the car you know but but even like if i'm i don't know putting on makeup or yeah. something i'm not wearing my glasses yeah you know because i'm like in the bathroom like, oh, I'm like pretty. You know, getting ready yeah i like maybe would put them on afterwards and like give myself a look or whatever but yeah having that attention to detail 24 7 i'm like wow okay no it's that's, it's really a thing and the, the reason why i'm laughing so much is i'm not like crazy i went through the same <laughs> thing when i was in high school and i had the same kind of story where my mom was driving me in her minivan through this street it was called keto road you may be familiar with it sarah in los gatos and it, it's it, it's like a lot of trees and there's like a little like creek and everything like lots of trees and i remember so distinctly that i didn't ever realize you could see every leaf on a tree like because i i didn't you know you get used to your eyesight and i yeah. i would just i just thought it was a clump of green and then when i put my contacts in it was like yeah everything popped every single leaf on the tree and it was like a little overwhelming i like didn't like it at first um, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, you get used to it. I did. I did kind of have that moment where I'm like, there's just it. And then I was like, 
is everyone else seeing this detail that I'm not seeing? Exactly. Like they already know I'm hideous yeah. <laughs> and that my car is dusty and I need to vacuum a lot more often. And you know, like it just is, yeah, it's sort of like a, Oh, do I even want this power? No, I mean, that's the thing. You'll get your eyes adapt and I have to do the same thing. Cause so basically those contacts help you see both ways. Like you basically there, it's, it's like, you can see close-ups. You don't have to wear your glasses. And then you can yeah. also see, see, I need yeah. to do that too. Cause I have contacts for like distance, but I'm starting to get the, the eyesight, the like 40 something eyesight. You know, the, the moral of this story is that, um, aging is the pits and life is pain. <laughs> it really is. I, I will, I will, I will say I was proud of myself. So this is a couple of days ago that this all happened. You know, I took the contacts out and went to bed and in the morning yesterday, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, all right, you're by yourself. You can do this. <laughs> And it, it really took like an hour yeah. uh, for me to get them both in. Um, and I was, you know, because when you're touching your eye and you're kind of like, you know, it's, you know, there's your, your eyes naturally are starting to kind of water, oh, yeah. it gets harder. you know, and it's just, yeah, it's just kind of like, this is just not fun. And I know it's going to get easier, but, um, but I was, and I was kind of getting like frustrated. And so I felt like my hands were a little shaky, you know, cause I was just like kind of pissed, yes. you know, like, oh my God, how long is this going to take? Like, maybe I can't do this. Maybe this was a terrible idea. Maybe I should just never try this again. You know, what a waste of time. You know, all of this is happening, you know, and I'm like still trying to put this thing in my so eye. So everything that's, I feel like anything that you try to achieve in life is going to have a learning curve and it's there's going to be pain involved yeah. and then you're going to get to a point where like i told you on slack yesterday i can kind of put them in without even looking in the mirror i've had contacts since i was like 16 and right. you know yeah. do you ever try to use your other finger to push it on like so you kind of use both fingers because you know it sticks to your finger um and a good thing to do is take your other finger and kind of push it on your eye have you have you tried that I haven't. I've definitely, I mean, <laughs> when I was at the, at the, the eye place, you know, she, we're, there were several techniques to even just sort of like try to get them in Yeah. because the first technique that she had was like this. Yeah. It was like this dual finger, you know, top lid, bottom lid, and then like pop it on. And I just, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I just could like my eyes. And even at one point she was like, well, you do have sort of small eyes. And I'm like, well, F you. <laughs> Like what the hell? Like no one's even ever said that to me before. Like it's I don't like need to hear that insulting. right now. Yeah, like I'm like it's whatever. I don't. What did I don't you know. say to I mean, that? They're not huge. I I just didn't. I don't know what I said. Nothing. I maybe I said like yeah I know or something. But <laughs> but but yeah. So it it all worked out. I got my contacts in successfully. I looked a fright at first, <laughs> but I wasn't around anybody, so it didn't matter. I mean, I really looked like I had been like <laughs> sobbing for a while. I just love the visual. It's like, because I, I kind of know what it's like to be on mushrooms, at least, you know, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And your, your peoples are all big. Everything is so like psychedelic. Well, and it's also just, it, the whole thing is also kind of magical because, mm -hmm. um, you know, once it, once you get it in, it's like, you know, you got it. You, it like, it, then it fits perfectly. Success. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, wow, is it really even there? And you can kind of see the outline mm -hmm. if you like look in a magnifying mirror type thing. And I feel like it's funny because at first, well, at first my eyes were just sort of irritated by the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh God, I mean, is this comfortable? And then it chilled out and then I was mm -hmm. fine and I could see. I did, I uh, did a show yesterday, which is a lot of intense reading, you know, a lot of, a lot of 
a lot of blocks of text and I could do it. And I was like, wow, that is super cool. Like, I'm like proud. I'm proud that I went through all yeah. of this trouble and I know it'll get easier. And I can also choose not to wear contacts in the future sure. if I don't want to, you know, or, or, or go back and forth, have a glasses day if I need. But, uh, but yeah, it felt like, wow, after all of that, cause I've been mm. thinking about doing this for so long and especially like pandemic related stuff. I was just like, I'm not going to go to Kaiser unless I really have to. Yeah. I just don't want to be in a hospital, um, you know, for, for everybody's sake. And so th this became this drawn out thing, but it was mm -hmm. always in the back of my mind, like, oh, I have to schedule that appointment. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And I did it. So yay. I'm proud of you, Sarah. And Thank I, you. All, of, all of that stuff, you will, we're so good at adapting. So you're probably, probably going to be, you know, you're not even going to notice those contacts at some point in the near right. future. Well, and everybody says that. I mean, you say that. My mom has worn contacts for a long time, says the mm -hmm. same thing. It's like, it's just not a big deal after a while. It, it's only at first. So I, I, I have faith. Yeah. I, I'm wearing them right now, and it took me like half a second to put them in this morning. So, Well, aren't you so good at it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny. I, I have somewhat of a similar uh, story, not about contacts, but about how sometimes like kind of you know, painful, uncomfortable <laughs> adventures make, you know, make you a better person or make good memories. I, mm -hmm. I had a couple friends here this week, um, from Los Angeles and it was a family of three. So it was my friend Jill and her husband Alvaro and their kid Vincent, who's an eight year old. And, you know, little Vincent and I are buds. Like I've been kind of friends with them for a long time. And, you know, he, uh, you know, he, him and I are like, we, we were pretty tight. We spent a lot of time together. Um, and so, uh, it was the most gorgeous weather this week. I mean, 70 degrees, I mean, insane, especially when you live on the coast right on the cliff and it's that warm, it's, it's like you're in a Disney movie. It's just, mm -hmm. it's insane. Um, I, I felt like I was in Hawaii. I mean, it's just so gorgeous and everything's blooming and, and everything. And, um, there's a trail that, about a five minute walk down the road if you if you leave the property and you walk down the road there's a trailhead and there used to not be a trailhead it was a, always a private trail uh, for a long time until recently they put a trailhead there and um it is got it's gotten kind of popular not in the point where there's hundreds of people flocking there but you often see like anywhere from a couple to six cars there like mm -hmm. on any day of the week yeah. and it's like for better or worse, because our property, when you get down to the beach and you go down a little ways, I mean, our property's up above. I mean, it's really far above. I mean, the cliff is pretty high, um, but it's essentially, it's a, it's a pretty private area. Um, but I've been down there a couple times and it's, it's a really uh, incredible type of beach. It's very kind of rocky and, you know, kind of, you know, there's like those big like holes in the rocks. There's like little tide pools. I mean, it's very, um, wild mm -hmm. and really beautiful, like really special kind of a cove. And so I always, am like, if a friend comes to visit, I have to take him down there because it gives you a really unique perspective of where we live. And you, you can kind of look up at the property and, from below and it's just like, it's just amazing. And so I took them down there and it, I was a little, you know, this eight year old, um, there's a, you know, there's a little tough spot 
and so mm-hmm. you know he's he's a tough kid and i i his parents were cool like i said you know it can get kind of muddy but there's a rope and you kind of can like shimmy your way down and so oh, they were like, that's oh, fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, shimmy on a rope. It's fine. You've been on Survivor, right? I basically told them, I'm like, just wear a pair of shoes you don't mind getting dirty. Gross. And yeah. maybe muddy. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and so there's a, there's a rock that is on the far side of our property called Thumb Rock. I, I don't know if my dad named it or if that's the name of it, but it literally looks like a hitchhiker thumb, like sticking out of the ocean, this hmm. big, like God's thumb, you know, like a big thumb. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a really cool rock. And uh, so that was our destination. It was like to get to thumb rocks. It was like on the other side, we really wanted to get the full um, effect. And so we're coming down the, the trail and I, I, like I said, I've been there a few times and I remember it being somewhat muddy, but not like it was that day. Cause you know, we had a lot of rain like a few weeks ago. Sure. And oh boy, was it hilarity. Um, we, it was essentially the, the mud was more like clay. So imagine you're coming down the hill and you kind of like, you're trying to find a, a secure rock to put your foot. Like you, you know, you're like looking for the best spot you know, to step. And my friend Jill stepped in kind of a bad spot and she created this mudslide and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. She's kind of screaming and we're all watching her from below and she's just like slipping down the mountain. And um, she was, she had a great attitude about it. And yeah, uh, like you were, you weren't afraid she was hurt. She, no, was just, not at it all. It was just a big mud mess. It was so messy. And I, I was worried that they were going to be like, Heather, why did you take us on this hike? We're so dirty now. Like I'm sweaty. And, <laughs> and, and her kid, it was so funny because her kid got really into it. He, it, so this clay, I, I just have to explain this. It's like not your typical mud. It, it feels like ceramic clay and it, it's like, it almost feels like quicksand. I'm not kidding. And I have photographs of Vincent, the eight-year-old. He's almost knee-deep in this clay. I mean, it's like it sucks you in. It's not quicksand, obviously, but it but it really felt like it. Anyway, long story short, we go on this incredible, like, adventurous hike. It turned into, I was like, oh, this will be 30 minutes. It was like two hours. You know, right. we're heading over to Thumb Rock and, you know, all these things are going on. And I had always, I have this, I have to do this. This is like on my bucket list is to... My dad told me that years ago, him and his wife found a, an old trail that went straight up to the house. So the trail we went down was, like I said, it was further down the road and you have to walk along the beach to get to where our property is. But wouldn't it be great to have a trail that went straight from the property down to the beach so that you don't have to go through that muddy thing and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like trying to gauge like, well, where, where was that trail that my dad was talking about? Cause I want to just try it, but it's, it's insane. It's like, you're basically going up a cliff and there's brambles and there's, it, it's, you know, it, it's a little crazy. It's a little adventurous anyway. So I, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just at least scope it out. So I'm like going up this mountain. My friend is like rooting me on and like, we're kind of talking me through it sort of thing. I get like halfway I couldn't go any further. It was it was too crazy and too adventurous. I got scratches all over my arms. Nature is fierce, Sarah. And yeah. it was so fun though in the end. Um, we go back to the house. It was 70 degrees. We were like hot. We were wearing shorts and it was a sweaty adventure. And we go back to the house and I hose everybody off, you know, in the garden. <laughs> and it was just one of those like 
summer. It felt like summertime um, and just yeah, and it's only April. sweaty adventure. And it made such a good memory. You know, sometimes yeah. those sort of painful experiences make the best memories. It's funny that there was a... Um... It's not really funny, but there was a heat wave here, not like a crazy heat wave, Uh not 100 degrees, not like real summer, but a heat wave for this time of year here, Mm kind of same last few days that you're talking about to the point. And, you know, and I, I often take Otis the dog to the high school that the kids aren't at right now in the morning. He Uh runs around and on the lawn and, and we, we kind of do that first thing in the morning just so he can just be a dog you know, before I kind of have to sit down and, and hunker down and, and work for the rest of the day. And mm-hmm. um, in the mornings here, you know, in the winter, it is like 35 degrees, yeah. maybe a little colder, mm-hmm. you know. And I try to wait until about 40 degrees before we go, just like for my own benefit. But the high school itself is, you know, there's there's all these like, you know, there's like baseball diamond and football field and stuff. And so there are trees around, but it's kind of like sunny yeah you know and where i live it's like you're under a lot of trees so i often at my house my house will be like 10 degrees colder than how it's going to be once i get over there Mm -hmm. so but but even so you know when you're cold you're cold so i leave the house in like t-shirt sweatshirt you know or hoodie or whatever my parka over that you know (laughs) my rain boots like because the grass is going to be all wet over at the high school like it's a whole yeah i look yeah i look like i'm i'm ready you know i'm ready for weather and the other day, I, I that's what I looked like. And I got there and I was like, whoa, I'm like way overdressed. It's so much warmer than I thought it would be. And some guy who, you know, the parking lot is mostly empty. There'll be like a smattering of cars, like mm-hmm. people kind of doing what I'm doing. But for the most part, it's just a big empty lot. And this guy had parked somewhat near me as Otis and I were like packing up to leave. You know, and I'm like <sighs> sweaty <laughs> and just like way too hot. Like, why am I wearing all these clothes? And he goes, why are you wearing all those clothes? <laughs> like he kind of, he wasn't right next to me. So he's sort of yelling, you know, down to me. And I'm like, I just, I, I overdressed. I didn't know it was going like, to be this your hot. Business. Yeah. Well, cause it was like pretty early in the morning, but yeah. yet it was like 65 degrees, uh-huh. you know, not 35. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm dying a little bit. And he goes, you know, <laughs> he goes, men and women have uh, different internal oh, temperatures, God. you know, <laughs> You know, I've always, and he kind of starts getting into this thing about, you know, and I was like, yep, okay, bye-bye, have, have a good day, because I'm like, I don't even want to hear your dumb explanation for why I overdress, like, it's not because of my internal temperature, dude. No. It's well, because... it's actually, it's really tough, because in LA, you you basically could put shorts on in the morning and have shorts on until you go to bed, but like, in, yeah. in this, these two climates, yeah, it's like 30 degrees at night. But it can get up to 70 degrees during the day. And so you, yeah, it's like a completely different outfit. Yeah, so it is. It is. And I, I was always growing up in Sonoma County, California, where I live now. I was always used to that. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you can be like, it can be 105 degrees. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be that warm at night. I mean, there would be certain nights mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, yeah, it's still like really, really warm outside. But most of the time when the sun goes down, it gets chilly. Yeah. And so when I lived in L.A. all of those years, I had to get used to being like, so I really like don't need to bring a light jacket with me later. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. 
I don't. It's not going to get cold tonight, you know, if I'm like away from my closet for, for I a while. I blame but. San Francisco, honestly, because I still carry around several different jackets and several scarves and hats in my car because in San Francisco, yeah. there's microclimates all over. And I remember you, you'd be out enjoying the sun with a t-shirt and shorts, but then you would need a scarf like a couple hours later, which is insane. Well, San Francisco crazy, is, actually. Has, has very unique weather, even for the entire Bay Area. It's like, mm -hmm. it's got its own. Yeah, it's, it, can be, uh, it can be pretty chilly. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of San Francisco, Heather, you and I worked together in San Francisco mm -hmm. for many years. We also worked together in LA and we worked together in in a in a few in a few places mm -hmm. uh and and we continue to on the show but uh but it's been a while since either of us were in a traditional office you know mm -hmm. nine to five and um that has been even i mean even when i worked for, when i worked for TechCrunch, which was in san francisco i i mean i worked in an office you worked at engadget which was in the same building as yeah. me but I mean, I still had, there was a fair amount of stuff I was doing from home work-wise. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I didn't have to be there for like a 9 a.m. meeting every day. Mm -hmm. I would often kind of do what I needed to do at home and then go into the office. But I still went into the office every day. Mm -hmm. I did not, I, I never worked from home until, until a few years ago, full-time. And I, you know, I, I, I work on Daily Tech News Show, which is my daily job. I mean, I call it my day job, but I also do other things as a freelancer, you know, in order to kind of, you know, pay the rent and everything. And, and working from home during the pandemic, as, as we've talked about before, has been in many ways to me a blessing because where, where other people, especially people with kids, you know, you got to like deal with kids and distance learning and everything where other people were really struggling or at least having to like, you know, make an office where there wasn't one in their small apartment type of thing. I'm like, you know, I'm already set up for this. Mm -hmm. So sure. I mean, I feel a little isolated and all that stuff, but I do feel really lucky that life didn't change day to day mm -hmm. for me. I mean, the outside world changed, but at least as far as what I need to do for work, very little change. Mm -hmm. And that said, and, and now that, I mean, life is opening up slowly but surely um, in certain places in the world, although there's plenty of lockdowns in other places, but, you know, we're, we're at least inching towards something that, that feels a little bit more normal again. You, know, you hear all these stories about a lot of the larger companies like Google or Apple or Amazon or Microsoft or, uh, you know, the list goes on of, you know, how the, you know, employees that were um, working from home all of this time through necessity are slowly, you know, either going to remain working from home because that's a better way for them to work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of companies have figured that out or companies don't want to pay leases on big buildings that they don't need to pay leases on if they're getting productivity out of people who are just working from their houses. Yeah. And then like some sort of a hybrid model of like, okay, here's once it's safe, when do people come in, you know, do we stagger employees? It's, it's all, you know, it's a big, it's a big uh, game of Tetris, really. You know, how, how do we fit this all together, you know, in a way that makes sense for the bottom line of the company? And I cover a lot of at least the tech, the big tech companies just for work. So, so I'm familiar with these stories and I know lots of other industries are dealing with the same thing. And, and, and just, it's funny because it's a weird thing where, I was driving, it was actually to my eye appointment the other day, and it was 
kind of rush hour, even mm. though I'm not on a freeway or anything from where I am to where I had to go. But it's at least it's a it's a route where you notice like, oh, yeah, a lot of people are driving right now because it's like end of day. You know, I was getting home at like 530. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I had I hadn't really noticed that there were so many people off the road. I mean, I of course, I noticed at first. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're in a city, it's much more like, wow, it, you really notice it, you know, like. Everyone in L.A. was like, oh, my God, it's a ghost town. You know, mm-hmm. there's no traffic on the 10 kind of thing. But but I did notice like, wow, everyone seems to be really out and about right now. And I even have there's this stop sign kind of at the down at the end of my driveway. Um, it's not super near my house, but I can see it from one of my windows. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who live on the mountain behind me have to go in that way because the they're the roads don't go through anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So you get like a decent amount of people going in and out of there. And I've just noticed, and I kind of forgot, again, at certain times of day when I first moved here, pre-pandemic, you know, like in the morning it'd be kind of hopping, you know, that stop sign, a lot, lot, of, lot of action. And then it would pick up again in the afternoon and I would kind of know like, yeah, if I walk Otis down this way right now, there's just going to be a lot of people and it's sort of a narrow road. Like, let's just avoid, you know, our little rush hour kind of yeah, thing, totally. you know, our, our country rush hour. And I've 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 started to see that come back. Interesting. And I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah, because people are starting to like go back to work. Yeah. You know, and and be out a little bit more. And it's it's been this sort of s- slow process. And it's weird because I feel like not left out. I actually am so, so glad not to commute to go to work, but I'm like, yeah, nothing changed. Like, I don't get to, like, look forward to life getting back to normal all that much because I'm like, it never really changed. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I'm in the same boat, um, and I have noticed, too, like, how much busier it's gotten around here. Like, I went to get a car wash. that I haven't gotten a car wash for, like, four months, Um, but uh, there was, like, a long line, and I've never seen that here like mm, mm-hmm. okay um so yeah i do think things are going back to normal here too and yeah i mean i know what you mean though there is that slight you know depending on that full-time job there was i have had jobs where i kind of looked forward to getting in and like i've got my my uh co-workers and what you, you know talk about what you did over the weekend and they were mm-hmm. usually my friends and i, I kind of miss a little bit of that social aspect of being in an office and the motivation to, yeah. you know, to be like, hey, I, you know, I got to, it's 7 a.m. and I got to be there at, you know, whatever time. Yeah. So I got to like, you know, get the shower, get my breakfast, get my stuff. Get and then and you kind of, you're kind of ready for the day and then you go and do your day. And I, <laughs> I didn't always appreciate that. But now I, you know, there, there's so much self-discipline involved in me just being like, no, Sarah, don't push it. Like, yeah. you know, brush your teeth right this second. Like, <laughs> even though no one's here, you know, like do it right now. Make, make your day start. Kind uh, of thing. Yeah. See, I keep forgetting to brush my teeth in the morning. And I just finally brought a toothbrush and toothpaste to my office because, you know, it's like this weird thing. I don't know. It's like maybe it's this t- time warp thing that we've been in. But I keep forgetting to brush my teeth in the morning. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I I hope the best for your team. So I'm I'm breathing heavily into my microphone right now. And <laughs> nice. No, I'm just kidding. I actually yeah. use mouthwash every morning, and then what I do, I I put, I use mouthwash, and then I'll go make a coffee and eat breakfast and do some work and whatever, and then I'll brush my teeth. 
Yeah. Because I don't want to do all that stuff. It's just what I feel like when I wake up is I have to do 12 things and I want to enjoy my coffee and have like a leisurely morning. So it's like if I'm yeah. washing my face, brushing my teeth, brushing my hair, like it's just a lot. So I kind of like yeah, spreading no, I, it out. I hear you. I mean, I, I, I didn't put my contacts in before we started recording this show because we're recording early in the morning and I'm just, I was just like, that's just that's just something I, I can't deal with. Yeah, before, I don't do that. You know? like, it's just either. like, I can't deal with that just yet today. Yeah. It's just, Definitely I would have had to like first. jump out of bed and be like fussing with my eyes for an hour. <laughs> like, no, not going to do that right now. You know? <laughs> Thank you, glasses. But yeah, so so yeah, the, the whole idea of going back to the office, I, I'm curious if anyone listening is like, yeah, I, I, I have been working from home and I am going to transition back or I'm not mm-hmm. or something in between because... I know we all have really different experiences and, and it totally depends on where you work and if you work, all, all of that stuff. Nobody has exactly the same the same deal. But yeah, it is, it's sort of a funny thing where I'm like, wow, life is shifting again. It's it's like mm-hmm. we always talk about the changing of the seasons. It's like the season is changing and I'm sort, I'm sort of on the sidelines of it. And I'm not even bummed out about it, but it's just yeah. something that I've noticed lately. Well, it's really interesting because you, you hear, we've talked about this on the show, like how you know, a lot of people have a hard time with change, but change is like the one thing you can always count on in life, like on so many levels. But but at the same time, we have like a hard time with it, which I think is sort of interesting. It's like, why didn't, you know, God or Mother Nature make us like more cool with change, you know? Like it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mother Nature. Yeah. The hell. <laughs> why am I having such a hard together. time with this? <laughs> yeah. And while you're at it, Please get rid of my allergies, my seasonal allergies. Thanks. I'm sorry about your allergies. Yeah, I, um, I've been hearing people complain about it a lot. I, I am so lucky. I, I had terrible allergies as a kid. Terrible, you know, kind of hay fever stuff, like the stuff that yeah. you that you deal with now, Heather. And it used to just take me out for days. It was yeah. awful. And I just. I just grew out of it somehow, but well, people complain of the opposite that it get that it's gotten worse for them, you know, as they've gotten older. So, I uh, I do feel for you because it it does suck. Yeah, and the, my allergist said like you either have them as a kid and then you grow out of them, or you don't have them as a kid and then you get them get as them. an older yeah. person. And the irony is that I'm allergic to a lot of things that I grew up next to, like in California, oak trees and eucalyptus. And in LA, one of the reasons why my allergies weren't as bad is because that was all new flora for me. But now that I'm back in Northern California, there's like a lot of flora that I was allergic to when I lived in San Francisco. So it's just, yeah, it's, you know, life is pain. Yeah. My friend Jill, who was here this week, she's a fan. Hi Jill. I know and Jill. Uh, she asked me the other day, she's like, I don't know, I, I think this would be an interesting conversation to talk about on your show. Why do some friendships endure and some don't? Because The history that I have with Jill is I met her in early 2000s in San Francisco. We became fast friends. We did a lot of kind of partying. You know, we were young. We were also tight friends. We would, it's not like we were just party friends. We we definitely, over the years, kind of had a more a deep philosophical friendship. And, um, you know, she had a baby and then we kind of fell out and I moved to LA and there's like a lot of kind of ebbs and flows with the the relationship, but we always kept in touch and kind of reunited the last, I guess, five years. You know, she moved to LA, we started spending more time together and it was like no time had passed. And I just think it's so interesting to, I wanted to kind of unpack this, like why do some friendships, you know, 
there's a lot of dynamics with friendships and I'm not talking about like social media friends or how many followers you have. I mean, you could have two really good life friends and that's actually pretty good. I think that's like mm -hmm. pretty common to have only two friends that you talk to about really deep stuff. But I'm talking about, yeah, like the, the friends forever thing versus like the friends of convenience. Like how do you endure all of this life chaos? You know, some people have families and then some people don't and it kind of will pull you apart. But then I'm, I've been brought together with families because I'm close to like my friend's kids. But then there's other friends who have had kids and I haven't. And so we've drifted because of that, because their life mm -hmm. took a different path. There's also the proximity thing. You know, that's why I hate moving around so much is I feel like, ah, oh, I'm going to like be less close to that person that I was really close with. It right. could be like a real test of your friendship. But yeah, like, is it, I mean, obviously shared interests, like things in common. What is it about chemistry, you know? And what about unconditional love? And this is something that we talked about a few episodes back, you know, you were sort of skeptical of it. You're like, I don't even know if it exists. Like, does that exist with deep friendships that last throughout your life? Mm -hmm. Or is it just that maybe it's not unconditional, but it's like, even if you judge, you accept them because everybody's human and everybody has flaws and you love them for them. You know, like, what is it? So anyway, I wanted to ask you, Sarah, and you guys yeah. out there, how many really close friends do you have? You know, do you, do, how often do you talk to them? Mm -hmm. Elijah, my boyfriend, for example, he has a lot of really close friends, but he's like, I can talk to them once a year and we're still like, I still consider them my close friends. Right. Well, I, I have that with some people that I that I don't talk to that often mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with, you know, how important they are to me. But um, yeah, just just that that topic of unconditional love, which I kind of mentioned, I really don't think it exists unless you're a parent. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist for everybody, but mm -hmm. for me, it's like, no, I mean, Heather, if you did something that I found just like <laughs> heinous and unforgivable, right? That that's that's a condition. Sure, of course. You know, like like I would, you know, I I'd, I'd probably be like, well, yeah, she used to be my friend until she did all these horrible things. Yeah. You know, it's like we all have our our point. Yeah. But I would say, you know, if my mom did the same thing, I'd be like, well, she's my mom. You know, like mm -hmm. I, you know, no, I'm not leaving. We're good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I and I don't mean to say like, oh. <laughs> I don't love you enough, but I'm like, I just don't feel like in friendships or relationships, unconditional love is, yeah, there just are. Yeah. I mean, and of course I'm like, I'm being sort of silly hypothetical. Like, mm -hmm. what if you like murdered a town, <laughs> you know, like that would be pretty bad, right? Mm -hmm. Probably wouldn't love you anymore kind of thing. And so it's like, sure, we can, we can be dramatic and, you know, think of something that's like clearly not going to happen. But I think, you know, for relationships with me, um, you know, like like romantic relationships, it's like unconditional love is just yeah. not a thing. Totally. It's like, it's no, it's like, it's all based on you acting a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if you don't act a certain way, or if I don't, you know, we kind of break the promise that sure. we've made, you know, to be a certain kind of person, Yeah. you know, so that we're both happy. It's like, yeah, that it's not, that's not unconditional love. No. But if you were my sibling, you know, or my child, mm -hmm. that would be different. You know, like I think of that, like, you know, the, the closest thing I can think of is Otis the dog, right? Mm -hmm. He's he's my pet, but he's kind of like my, my son. And, you know, if he, like, I don't know, like, bit somebody, 
you know, or something terrible happened, right? Um, he's not a biter at all, by the way. But but if, if something terrible happened, you know, I'd I'd have to say goodbye, you know. But I'd probably still love him, sure, kind of thing. Because I'm like, you know, I I know in your heart you you could have been better. Like it's it's just a funny thing. And then it my is. a cousin of mine who I'm not in touch with, but nothing bad ever happened between us. We just stopped talking regularly years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she emailed me out of the blue the other day and I was so happy to hear from her. And, and there had definitely been times over the last years where I'm like, God, I reach out, you know, like, why sure. am I, you know, it's, it was, there was no reason. Mm-hmm. There was no reason that we were being silent. It was just like life got in the way. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of, so much time goes by and then you're like, and now it's weird. Yeah, totally. And, um, and she reached out and, and you know, just kind of, you know, giving me a life update. And I was so happy to hear from her. And I was like, this is another good example of like, I'm never going to be mad at my cousin mm-hmm. if she like just goes underground for like sure. five years. Yeah. You know, just reemerge mm-hmm. as long as we're not fighting or anything, yeah. which we weren't. Um, that's all good. When it comes to friends, I guess just because there isn't that like family bloodline in any way, even if it's not blood, but family, like it's a little different. Sure. Like I have certain friends that have gone underground or maybe I have with them and again there wasn't some terrible thing that happened but it's a little like yeah I don't know I don't know if we're gonna get back to that place yeah it would have to maybe be a really long conversation about it which I don't really necessarily want to have yeah like what is it that really makes something endure I'm actually curious about because I I know you're right like you could go a long time and then you finally talk to someone again and it's fine or it just feels awkward Right. But some people you just, it it really, really helps obviously to have like this week that I had with my friend Jill, because I might not see her more than a few times a year now because we don't live in the same city and creating those memories or or even less. Yeah. You could even, you you can hold on to that now. It's like that, that crazy memory of going on that muddy hike, you know, will always kind of stick in my, my brain and Mm -hmm. it helps to have that physical time together, obviously. But, and you know, we don't talk on the phone as much as we used to either, but I still feel really close to her. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, it's hard to really unpack this because it just depends on the relationship and there's so many factors. But I do think that with friends, there, it may not be unconditional, but I think that you maybe are less judgy or if like, say they do something that's like, you know, not murder somebody, but they do something that you don't respect or something you can be a little more lenient with them, maybe give them some tough love, but still love them in the end. I don't know. I just think that you might be a little easier on them because you love them. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, there, there are, I mean, how many times have I been like, you know, kind of mad at a friend? Yeah. Or, or, or vice versa. It's like, you know, you either decide to move forward mm-hmm. or, or you don't. Um, there was, there's one, uh, I'll try to be vague, not that I think anyone's, you know, I, I always do that because I'm just like, I'm just, I'm not trying to like, you know, drag anybody through the mud, ha sure. ha, um, on the show, but I had a friend some years ago who was getting married and uh, I, I knew the fiance, you know, um, but I was very good friends with her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, years before that, you know, and, and they decided to get married and all good and 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 everything and she had she she did not ask me to be on her wedding which is not a problem mm-hmm. I've been a bridesmaid plenty of times don't you know it that never bothers me 
but she asked a friend of mine to be in the wedding and it was like a friend that she knew through me mm. and it was like this is not like an unforgivable thing to do but it was strange mm -hmm. you know, i was sort of like huh it's a weird move like what is that all about like were you guys like secret friends and i just didn't know <laughs> and if you were i'm not even mad about it it's just it was a little weird. sort of odd yeah it was a little weird and it kind of set us down this path mm -hmm. of you know i again like this is not a grudge that i held yeah but i was like that was a strange move mm -hmm. um and, and just something that was never really discussed yeah. and and after time went on we just kind of drifted apart yeah and it was i would never say like i'm not mad about mm -hmm. it i would not say that she's not still my friend sure but we are not close yeah um i don't have any idea what she's been doing for the last six months mm -hmm. and you know besides just kind of like social media stuff yeah. and it's it's sort of it's a bummer but i'm also not i'm not wasting a lot of time thinking about it because i'm like these things just happen they do it's you totally natural. i mean it's just it's just happening like you can take everything really personally if you mm -hmm. want to but i just don't i don't want to yeah no i don't think you can because if you did you would just be you know crying all day <laughs> <laughs> putting your contacts in it would just be a mess god oh Stupid contacts oh. but yeah but yeah it's uh friendships it's a, uh, it's it's i really cherish the friendships that um you know that i have that are in so many different stages of like you know closeness sure like there are you and i could not talk for a decade and i'd be happy to hear from oh, you we you know would i mean laugh and talk about yeah it's like it's like and, there's just yeah. there's some certain people where i'm like i'm not even worried about you yeah it's, for sure it's fine totally. you know like we'll we'll work it out and then there are other people where you're like well it was a real circumstantial thing yeah you know and we had a lot of fun you know and i care about you but i don't necessarily care about you on on the same level yeah and and that's that it just has to be okay. Well, and it's really funny too, like the different, like, cause like with you, I feel like I, I always want to tell you, you're one of the, one of the few people that I like want to tell you something crazy happened or, you know, whatever. Right. And I'm like chatting you up and we, we chat a lot like on Slack and, and text and stuff. And there's other friends I don't do that with. There's other friends that I might, you know, see a few times a year and we have very quality like time in the present together but like, I don't tell them every tiny detail of like my day, you know? And I just right, think it's interesting, right. like what, what is it that makes those different relationships is kind of fascinating. Anyway, it's, it's a huge subject. We can come back to it, but let us know, um, listeners out there, if you have anything to contribute to this conversation, hi at have such a good day.com. Indeed. Uh, yes, we love getting your email. Uh, thanks to everybody who emails us all the time. In fact, we got a few a few this week uh, but first wanted to remind everybody that we are on patreon if you haven't found us if you have found us th through patreon um, thank you for being a patron or considering being a patron patreon.com slash have such a good day you might be listening to this podcast outside of patreon um, on the pod catcher of your choice and that's great we're so glad to have you if you would like to consider becoming a patron uh, again patreon.com slash have such a good day is where you can find out more about that nice dude we yes, got a couple new patrons nice. we did ppe uh, just became a patron. Thank you, PPE. I wonder what that and stands for. Purple People Eater. Or the, what? what is it, the um, the personal protective equipment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You Let know, us pandemic know, PPE. Stuff. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you are, PPE, we're glad to have you. Also, I hope I'm going to get your name right. I'm going to do my best. Holger Eilhard. 
That's pretty or good. Hol- or Holger. I think it's Holger. Oh, yeah. hard. Uh, also became cool a patron. Name. We are so glad to have you both. Um, and uh, Krusty. Krusty has joined us in, <laughs> in Discord. Um, Ooh, for anybody. For anybody who's a $5 and up patron, uh, we got a Discord going. Talk about all sorts of cool things in there. It's a great group. We'd love to have you. And uh, and we always welcome new community members. And we're we're talking a lot about our pets and show, sharing pictures of our dogs. We're talking a lot about greyhound dogs. There's a lot of fun conversations happening. We're just yes. a, a fun little crew. So definitely join us. And also just note, if you become a $5 patron and you want to join the Discord, hit us up on Patreon because we have to send you a code to get you into Discord. It's not an automatic thing. Indeed. We're on Instagram and Twitter at HSGD show, like have such a good day show. Um, so follow us there. Uh, we post somewhat sporadically, but hey, you know, why not? And <laughs> and we did get we did get a few emails. We got one from from Jude who said we were because we were joking about Airbnb horror stories being a great spinoff podcast. And Jude said, you know, if you advertised as an Airbnb horror stories podcast, you might do well. I actually like this part of the show, uh, which is funny, Jude. I mean, I I really try not to like go on and on about it because every week I could because I just I just sound like I'm bitching after a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, but but yes, some some of the better stories I do look forward to sharing. With you know, it's you. funny because I'm, it's good to hear from you guys and it's good to know what you guys like, you know, and what maybe you don't like. But I love the Airbnb follies. In fact, I haven't shared a lot of mine, um, but I, I might if, if you guys really do like it, maybe we'll test those it'll, waters. It'll be like a little yeah, a little reoccurring segment. Yeah, but I do think it is a good show idea. So, Sarah, we should we should definitely discuss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then sure. Jake, my movie buddy, wrote in about, uh, I was talking about Westerns and how I've been warming up to Westerns. And he always writes very thoughtful emails. He says that Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven is one of his favorites, which, Jake, it's mine too. I actually love that movie. And it's been a few years since I've seen it, so I do need to revisit it. But mm-hmm. I agree, totally classic. And then he has a couple recommendations that I have not seen these, and I'm so pumped to watch them. In fact, I looked them up last night. I'm going to rent them this weekend. Um, so he basically says, if you want to mix a little Western with horror, which he knows me really well, then I highly recommend Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell. Um, I don't think Sarah would be into this one, but I bet Heather would. And I think you're probably right. This film is the very definition of slow burn with a big payoff. I don't want to say any more, but parts of this film stick with you long after the movie's over. And mm, the thanks, last Jake. Western he would recommend is Sam Raimi's, who I adore. I my favorite Sam Raimi is Drag Me to Hell. Uh, Jake, I don't know how, how you feel about that one, but um, I love Sam Raimi. The Quick and the Dead, I have not seen that. I can't believe I haven't seen Sharon that. Sharon Stone, so. right? Yeah, Sharon Stone. I don't think it did very well. No, it didn't. Uh, as, I, as I recall, but yes, I, I do remember. I, I haven't seen it. But you maybe know, I've S- seen it. Sam Raimi, I, people I are divided remember. on Sam Raimi. You're either, I mean, because he's very specific. He has a very specific style. It's kind of campy um, and kind of over the top. Uh, and I, I don't love... I don't love some of his movies, but I really love the kind of tongue-in-cheek horror uh, of Drag Me to Hell. So I think I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out, and I'll, I'll report back. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I was like, are you um, going to say indeed? What are you going to say? I don't know. I I, I, I sort of, yeah, like I, I started like down a word, and I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> incredible. Yeah, that's what it is. It's incredible. Like no, it's it. great. It's always good to get um, recommendations and, and we really appreciate it. Hi, have such a good day.com. 
Well, Heather, I think we've come to the end of the line for episode 94 of Have Such a Good Day. I had fun. I had a great time. It's a nice way to kick off the day. I did too. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a... It's going to be a good day, everybody. Sun's out. If it kills us. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I I saw a a video of somebody up in uh, Canada. I don't exactly remember where, but um, uh, in a snowstorm. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. You know, I just just sort of, I love the idea that, I mean, I don't know, unless you don't want to be in a snowstorm, but I'm like, (laughs) the idea that weather is just so different depending on you are. Oh, I know. It's fascinating. It's such a different, like, my day is such a different day, even just weather-wise, Yeah, you know, than another person, or, you know, if it's raining where you are, and I'm like, oh, it's not raining here. It's like, we're, we're having know. very different days. I feel for that person in a snowstorm right now. This morning, there, there was a girl roller skating in the uh, parking lot <laughs> with big headphones on, really enjoying the sunshine. I thought it was, kind of was a nice image. That's cute. But on that note, um, we will be back next week, yes, whether we you will. like it or not, yep. and I will remain Heather. And I will remain Sarah. Have such a good day. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.